Right. And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight. Let's get started. Turn it up, you tuning in to Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, I'm about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 23. Not sure if there's going to be a 24, but thank you for joining. We have such a great episode for you guys. I'm so excited to get into it. You guys clicked on the links. You guys already know who the special guest is today. You've seen her on Netflix hit show Cheer. You've seen her on Ellen. You've seen her on Dancing with the Stars. You already know that she's the head coach of the 14-time NCAA National Champions Navarro College. Today we have on the queen herself, Monica Aldama. But before we get started, be sure to like this wherever you may be, whether it's on Facebook, YouTube, wherever you're watching this, like it, share, subscribe, and let's get this thing going. We love you guys. And without further ado, here goes my conversation with Monica Aldama. All right, guys, a lady who truly needs no introduction no matter what I say right now, it wouldn't do her justice. We have a very special guest on the show. Everyone, please welcome the Monica Aldama. Monica, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. I think we've been talking this, talking about this for a little bit, and we finally made it happen. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm very glad. We, that first date we had, I was like, well, I'm going to be on a plane. I'm like, can I do it on the plane? Like, I cannot miss this opportunity to make it happen. <laughs> But, you know, I'm glad that we're on. And we're just going to have, I, I honestly can't wait. I know this is going to be a, this is not going to be the all the shows that you've already done. Like the typical, I'm guessing we're going to talk about the show a little bit. But, you know, we're going to talk, talk. Because um, we've known each other for quite some time, about 15 years or so. Yeah, it's got to be longer. Like, when did you, when were you at SFA? My first year there was the 05, 06 season. Okay. Yeah. So Sixteen. Yeah. Years. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Know each other the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I can't even believe it. Um, mm. and you guys would send up for anyone who doesn't know, SFA, Stephen F. Austin is where I went to school. Monica, obviously, at Navarro, Navarro Navarro. I'm probably gonna go back and forth between both those pronunciations. <laughs> Don't blast. And both are correct. So say it however you want. Yeah. So he said it like five different ways in that whole time. But you guys would send a bunch of kids up to us and obviously, and they would tell these Paul Bunyan stories about you. Like, like she came levitating into practice that day and she was the, you know, they, these great. So I got to ask you about what was true and what's not true. But um, anyway, I'm just glad that you're on. So you ready to get started for real, for real? Yes, let's do it. All right. So. Here is my, I'm going to set this question up just a little bit. Um, one day I'm scrolling through Instagram and I'm just scrolling through and then I see Nelly on my timeline and I go, I wait, I don't follow Nelly. Who, who was that? Who just posted that? I scroll up and it's you. So that's when I knew that you were big time. I was like, dude, she's hanging out with Nelly right now. So first, what two part question, when when did this like really this like stardom like really hit you? And then um, what's the story with Nelly? 
Oh my gosh. Um, well, Nelly, I'll talk about Nelly first. Uh, you know, he was on Dancing with the Stars. So obviously yep. I spent about three months in LA. So I saw Nelly. I mean, I'll, you know, I saw him every week. Um, we didn't get to really interact. I think like they had in seasons past because of the COVID protocols and stuff like that. But, uh, I mean, I've been, I mean, I'm a child of the eighties, nineties, you know, so big Nelly fan, you know, and I was, you know, starstruck, um, probably had a little bit of a crush on him. And so, you know, we got to be friends, of course, on dancing with the stars. He came to Texas and was playing at a bar in Waco of all places. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I went online, it sold out in like a few hours. So I went online and, and DM'd him and I was like, Hey, your concert sold out. So shut up, you know, like, (laughs) are you going to let me come or what? And he was like, Oh yeah. So he, it's such a funny story though, because he, um, had his road road manager text me to give me mm-hmm. details and stuff like that. And his road manager's name is Abby. Yep. So I'm thinking I'm talking to a girl. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so we were texting back and forth for a few weeks about, you know, how many tickets do you need? Mm-hmm. Come to this gate and we'll be here and yeah. you know, all this stuff. And so I, um, he said, he actually texted me the day before and said, Hey, call me tomorrow around five mm-hmm. o'clock and I'm going to give you some more details. And I was like, okay, perfect. Yeah. So I called and this deep voice answers. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, May I speak to Abby, please? And he was like, yeah, this is him. And I was like, Oh, so we talked for a minute and I get off the phone. And I was like, interesting. Abby's a man, yeah. you know? So I start Googling it. And the first story that I see is like, Nelly's tour manager, uh, or road manager, Abby arrested for, you know, threatening someone. And I was like, Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Little woman that guy. I had yeah. in, my, in my head. <laughs> Anyways, he was such a teddy bear, such a sweetheart. He yeah. came and got us and put us in, you know, we, we got in, it was a pretty small venue, but, um, like they had the, it gated off where the band, they had an opening act where the band was and he mm-hmm. came and got us and where we were back there with the band, like that's where we watched the show, like yeah. on the side stage. And of course we went back and, and got to hang out with Nelly in the, in the back room when he finally woke up and came off the tour bus. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I mean, Nelly is, it's Nelly is a, a sweetheart. He, um, he's just so sweet and so giving. He gave all of us gifts at dancing with the stars, like a bag full of stuff that his girlfriend, I guess she does like, eyelashes and makeup all these mm-hmm. little goodies from her and then like a 200 gift card to this spa really? and yes he was such a sweetheart i mean yeah these and then he comes out all you know hard out on the stage yeah. <laughs> but he's really such a sweetheart that's so cool that's yeah. so like hey i dm'd him like i need tickets like hey it's a girl <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool that's what's happening all right dude okay so so we talk about, and then when, when did it really hit you that you were like, dude, like people know me, like I'm being recognized, like outside of the cheer world. Um, I mean, you know, the whole thing was just really wild the way it went down because, you know, we, we had no idea when we filmed mm-hmm. this documentary that the whole world would watch it. We yeah. honestly, we thought we were hoping, I was hoping I don't think the kids really knew anything. We're just mm-hmm. filming, you know, they just came in and we just were doing our everyday thing, you know, mm-hmm. but um, 
I was hoping that some people in the cheer community would watch it because I was very proud yeah, of the yeah. team and how hard we work. And I didn't really, you know, I wanted to make sure their athleticism was shown yeah, and, for sure. you know, because we know how hard we work, but mm-hmm. uh, people outside of the community really don't, they don't understand that grit, that determination, that resiliency that cheerleaders have. And, you know, I was like, Oh, I hope, I hope that people in the cheer community watch it. I had, you know, but cheerleaders have a, a bad rap sometimes they have a stereotype so yep. I didn't figure that many people outside of the cheer community would even have an interest in watching yep. it so we weren't prepared at all for what happened um and it's so funny because the very first week that it came out uh well first of all as soon as it came out things went kind of crazy my mm-hmm. I couldn't uh, the Netflix, our, our Netflix PR team told me to take my email address off the website and mm-hmm. come up with a different one for just people that are looking to, you know, communicate. And I was like, okay, yeah, right. That's yeah. Yeah. We'll do that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it was like, ding, 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 ding. emails yeah. just, you couldn't, I couldn't keep up with them. I had yeah. to have people help. We still couldn't keep up with them. My Instagram just, you know, I couldn't even read the messages until yeah. they were just going away. And, Um, I mean, I think the day after we had already had someone, we were at CTA practicing and someone was in the, uh, lobby videoing us. And I was Mm -hmm. like, wait a minute, what are you doing? It was somebody from Mexico that had like, and they came (laughs) to find us. And, um, so things started getting a little bit weird kind of immediately, Mm -hmm. you know, we were having people come by the car. We had to put, we had to cover all the windows in the gym that we practiced in because people were, video and a stop, you know, busload stopping by. And it was just kind of weird, but, um, you know, the week that it, within a week that it came out, we got booked to go on the kid Craddock show, which is mm-hmm. in Dallas. I've been a fan since I was lit, you know, in high school, I listened yeah. to kid Craddock. And so at that moment I was like, Oh my God, we've made it. I'm on the kid Craddock show. Yeah. We're going to go to Dallas. We're doing some local news. I'm so excited to meet people that, you know, I admire and stuff. and that was a Tuesday. So we went out Mm -hmm. Tuesday and did that. And that Thursday, uh, I got a phone call from our PR people that said Ellen wanted us to fly out. So it kind of went from zero to a hundred really fast. Crazy. And so at that moment, things went really kind of out of control for a minute. They wanted to bring the, the team. They wanted us to perform. We had one day, because mm-hmm. everybody was gone. I think it was majors weekend. So mm-hmm. people were in, in yeah. the indie. So we had to, you know, wait for everybody to get back. So we uh, practiced that Monday, that Monday morning, choreographed everything, you know, went through it a few times. We had a clinic already scheduled. So we had to do the clinic. Yeah. And then we yeah. came back and practiced that night, did it full out a few times. And then our flight was early the next morning. So we did like a 6 a.m. practice to run just to get a couple more full outs in. Yeah. And then, and then we went to LA, we had TMZ waiting on us at the airport. So, yeah. And so that's when I was like, okay, this is, you know, this is strange. I mean, I had, you know, we had people at the airport, I mean, on our way, I think it was, uh, yeah, on our way back. I mean, like I'm eating pizza and it's, people are just coming up to, and it's funny because like the person next to you is like, should I be asking for a, fi- a picture with you? And I was like, no, he's, you know, they have no idea who I am, but yeah. they had just watched the show. They're coming up and, you know, wanting yeah. a picture. So, I mean, it was pretty, you know, immediate. It was, it was very strange and in it, you know, I mean, it's, it's fun. It's exciting, but at the mm-hmm. same time, you suddenly feel like you're, you're 
anonymity, your mm-hmm. ability to just kind of, you know, I mean, even here in Corsicana, I remember walking into Walmart, you know, probably a month or so after, and there's people f- start filming me and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't even feel like I can go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, that feels weird to me. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, I'm like, sure. let me get on Amazon and order my stuff. <laughs> Wearing low hats. Yeah. Low hats, it was, glasses I mean, in their mask. You know, I mean, I appreciate everything. It's just sometimes it just, I'm I'm a very private person, which is mm-hmm. interesting, I know, because I put myself out there, but that was kind of one of the battles. Like, I'm like, I'm a private person. You can, I'm proud of our program. You can come in and film what we do. I just didn't realize, you know, that it was going to yeah. be like it For was. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's and it gives you, especially like you saying it, it gives you like a new respect for like celebrity, like right these celebrities who just can't go anywhere, you know. Absolutely. Denzel Washington, you know, where someone who's just immediately recognized by everyone, you know. Yes. That, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, and, crazy. and you know, like you have to kind of, you know, how it is. Like you, you see people go, oh, I, I, I saw that person, and they were really rude, mm-hmm. and and it could just be that I had no idea they were looking at me or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so then I feel this pressure to be like making sure I'm not offending anyone or, you yeah. know, getting, giving off the wrong message or, you know, it's just a weird, it's a, a lot of pressure, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, I'll, I'll say this, our, we have a girl, I'm going to tell this story a little bit later, but we have a girl in our program named Cadence Valverde. And she said she DM'd you and then you messaged her back. She came to practice on cloud nine. She's like, coach i did she messaged me back and i was like oh that's cool that's cool kate it's so glad that she did she's a really nice she's a really nice thing so it, it, it was cool i'm glad i'm glad she didn't come in but like yo coach i messaged her like a month ago and i'm you know well and <laughs> and you know there's so many that like i said i couldn't yeah it, it's impossible to keep up and i try to interact and then sometimes you're just so overwhelmed with the workload mm-hmm. that you don't even yeah. have time to get on there and you know it's it's you're being just pulled in, in so many yeah, directions. Sure. It's just a lot. Yeah. All right. So sounds like we have some, we watched the highlights, right? Whole world watched some of the highlights from the show and not even from the show, but like, you know, we go from obscure college in Corsicana to a premier team at NCA, not necessarily like this, you know, the Netflix thing yet, but you know, just a premier team at NCA crowd favorite um, to really the team at NCA. Um, and then obviously everything that happened after that with Netflix, what have been, so, you know, some of the highlights, but what have been like the hard, like low lights, not even just from the show or post-show, but from the beginning, like some of those like hard moments for real. From the beginning of coaching or from the beginning of when the show came out? Uh, just the whole journey, the journey. The whole journey. Well, I mean, you know, when I got here, um, we had... 14 people on the team, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we yeah. had never won a national championship. I had zero coaching experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was young. I was younger than some people on the team. I was, yeah. um, 22, I was 22 years old. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, you know, I knew nothing about coaching. I definitely, I mean, you know, I, back in the eighties, cheerleading was, as you probably know, way different than it is yeah. now. Yeah. And not only way different than it is now, way different than it was, you know, 10, 15, 20. I feel like every yeah, year sure. it it grows and develops. And the of course, All-Star um, really changed 
the path of cheerleading in general, because it gave all of these young kids an opportunity to go into the gym at an early age and be coached by people that knew what they were doing and become these incredible athletes, you know, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't really like that. We didn't have those kind of opportunities when I was in school. Um, you know, I think right when I was graduating high school is when I even heard of like an all-star gym. And at that time it was almost like, well, I didn't make high school cheer. So I'm going to go over here, but then it developed into this, you know, industry that's incredible. So I could see over the years, the talent of the athletes just going, you know, up, up, up. And of course, just in the industry in general, I mean, our, the skills and, and and what people could do, you know, was growing as well. But um, so, you know, I started off with 14 people not knowing what I was doing, but I, I knew that I had work ethic and I knew that I had drive and I had motivation and I knew I wanted to be the best. So whatever it took to be the best, that's what I was going to do. I was going to study. I was going to read books. I was going to do whatever to learn to be a good coach. And of yep. course, learning to be a good coach comes with a lot of trial and error. <laughs> you know, you see what works, you see what doesn't. I'm still learning. I think every year is a learning experience. What For sure. could we have done better? You know, um, and so, I mean, you know, that's kind of how it started. And, and it was tough because, I mean, I did, at that time, there weren't even as many guys involved in cheerleading as there mm-hmm. are now. So, um, Usually every guy that tried out made the team for, for several years. Um, I would go into the weight room. Somebody looks like they are strong. Hey, you interested? Could we, we'll teach you how to stunt, you know, uh, or maybe someone's, uh, I know one year we had a girl on the dance team. We roped her boyfriend in, we, he became, you know, he actually went pretty far in the cheer world. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I mean, we just, going out and doing the best we can to get people and teach them what we could. That's how it started. Um, and then it grew from there. The more success we had, obviously the more recruiting opportunities we had, the all-star world opened up, I think more talent, you know, Mm -hmm. technology opened up more visibility. So I think just the way that the world has changed, has made things easier on top of be, having success. I mean, we yeah, won yeah. our first national championship in 2000. So, I mean, obviously it's much easier to go, you know, we, we won a national championship last year. You should come, you know, you should come, but yeah. still it took years and years for me to try to build, to build respect. You know, it, it wasn't one national championship. I can promise yeah. you that it was year after year after year. And then you finally, you know, Oh, varsity wants to interview you. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I've been doing it for 10, 15 years, but thank you. You know, now we're, now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I put in a lot of, um, a lot of blood, sweat and tears to get to, to where we are today. And, you know, I just feel like that I have a certain style that I like, and I've Mm -hmm. just kind of stuck with that. I've not let, you know, people, influence you know or the criticism because you know we Mm -hmm. all get criticism people will criticize you you know you're too all-star you're too this you're Mm -hmm. too but you know what I like that I like the way my team looks and it's been successful and I'm gonna you know keep doing it so you know lots of ups and downs over the years lots of learning experiences but you know I, I would do it all again because not only 
you know, is the program better? I'm a better person because of the people that have come through it. Yeah. You know, they've taught me probably more than, than I've ever taught them. So. Yeah. And I can't, honestly, my, I can't even believe you guys are obviously, you know, the junior college, right. And, you know, it goes back and forth between you and Trinity Valley of who's, you know, has the edge that year or whatever, but to go from like a good junior, you went from, oh, they're good for a junior college, you know, and it went from being a good for a junior college to know that's like, you know, kids are going, trying to debate if they want to go to a junior college or like a university. Oh no, no, I got to go. Like, oh, I'm in the very, I got to take my shot. Like I can't not go (laughs) to wherever, you know, and it's just, it's crazy that um, I was in the group chat, not the group chat, you know, varsity had that um, thing for Daytona when they streamed it. Right. And it says the chat, beneath and literally everyone in the chat just wants to know when you guys go on that's only you know i'd scroll have they gone on yet are you sure did they hit and you know it's literally all day long does anyone know if they hit does anyone know what times they go on it was like the whole the whole day you know on both day day one and day two so uh it's just crazy the um how far um how big in the cheer world really um you've been able to take the program because i never really thought that a junior college could to do that in this world full of, you know, Louisville. Me either. Yeah. <laughs> me either. Because, you know, we don't have that big game day experience mm-hmm. to recruit on. We don't have yeah. all those factors. We don't have the university town, the sororities, mm-hmm. the fraternity, you know, we don't have that to offer. Yeah. We have cheerleading. Yeah. And sure, so sure. the cheerleading has to be phenomenal, you know? Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I would have never dreamt when I first started that we would be, I mean, I knew we'd be successful because I, you know, I was going to fight mm-hmm. for everything to whatever yeah, I had yeah. to do to learn, to, to do that, you know, whether it was, you know, go and sit and chat with mentors and just pick their brains or bring in choreographers and, you know, listen to their ideas, you know, the, of course we've, our choreography has been very consistent with, mm-hmm. so we, we, uh, kind of know each other, which is great. It makes it nice and easy, but you know, just, I knew I was going to, I knew I was willing to put the hours in. So I didn't, I always felt like, well, with anything, I kind of have this weird, like, Oh, I can do it. I'm going to make it happen. You know, yeah. just like dancing with the stars, Lord help <laughs> us. I mean, that was hard, <laughs> way harder than I ever thought, but you know, I just, I have these sometimes maybe realistic, maybe unrealistic, you know, thoughts of achievement that I can pull off. But, um, but like I said, I knew that I was a hundred percent in, I was going to yeah. do whatever it took. And, um, yeah, here we are <laughs> 2021. Yeah. And you just said this, you know, uh, maybe unrealistic, realistic goals. And I tell this to, um, I, I often tell it to our staff, not really the kids, but you know, we have to set, we always say, Hey guys, we need to set realistic goals. But the reality is, winning the Olympics is not a realistic goal. You know, like you have to be able to say, I'm going to set an unrealistic goal because winning yeah. NCA winning, you know, the, the, the odds are not in your favor, you know? Mm-hmm. So but you got to be able to say, I'm going to set an unrealistic goal. I don't care if you guys think I'm crazy or not, because I think that we can do this, you know? So, all right, let's get to some of these Paul Bunyan stories. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I heard once that the kids had gotten in trouble. I'm not sure what they did. You know, it was years ago I heard this. But the kids had gotten in trouble 
And you said, all right, guys, y'all want to y'all want to fool around? You're coming to church with me, you know, next Sunday morning. Is this a true story? <laughs> I, yes, I did have the team come to church with me. I don't know if it was a punishment. I'm trying to think it's a long time ago, but maybe it was more of an opportunity for growth. Opportunity, I mean, yeah. let's let's look at it that way. Um, you know. College kids are hard to corral, and I feel Girl. like we need all the positivity we can. If it's a little bit of Jesus on Sundays, yeah. then that, yes. But yes, the team did come to church with me yeah. one Sunday. <laughs> and, and I know, I coach college, I coach at California Baptist University, right? My little, I'm thinking I'm going to go in, my nice little Christian girls, right? <laughs> and, and we had an all-girl team, right? I can't imagine the stuff you have to deal with, right? With co-ed. Um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't even a lot. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Tammy say, Hey, Chase, we go co ed. I don't want to touch that with a 10 foot pole, Tammy. You do not want to bring boys onto the team. <laughs> you do not want that, that, that can of worms at all. No, <laughs> you're no. doing the Lord's work for sure. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. And I, hey, and I do pray a lot. Let me tell you, <laughs> you have to. I pray, I'm t- I prayed a lot with those kids. I'm like, <laughs> Lord, please, these kids. Okay. Yes. So um, what else did I hear? Um, kids, any any specific punishment for kids missing class? <laughs> yeah, Just I mean, the whole, yes, the whole team has to run. And Let's go. Yes, I mean, you know, that was um, that years of kind of trying to figure that one out, you know, mm-hmm. And, and honestly, the whole team running is one of the best things that I have found because what it does is mm-hmm. used to, before that was a rule, when, you know, Johnny's roommate was still asleep and he knew he had class at nine o'clock and he yep. just left him there because he was, you know, not the one that was going to be punished. Yeah. But suddenly when the whole team's running, they have a very big team effort of making sure everyone's in class Mm -hmm. they'll start you know a couple minutes before that class starts they start texting each other hey where are you at um just it shows you know accountability for everyone and also you know like this is what I try to tell them if you do something wrong I'm the one that gets called in to my athletic director's office Mm -hmm. not you me I'm the one that gets the chewing because of your poor decision. So you need to feel what it feels like to have to have be accountable for other people's actions, because I'm accountable for yours, you know, and it kind of opens their eyes a little bit, you know, oh, I'm not the only one affected by my actions. Mm -hmm. It does affect other people. It affects you as my coach. It affects my teammates, maybe the image that I'm portraying, you know, because we all know that we could do 1 million wonderful things. Mm-hmm. And that one mess up is the one thing we're being judged on, hundred percent. you know? And so it just teaches them a little bit of accountability for the fact that your actions do affect more than just yeah. yourself. And that's, that is for the rest of your life, you know? So, you know, just, it, it helps me out with getting these kids to class. It's a little bit of a life lesson for the whole team. So it, it actually has worked well. It's not a hundred percent, you know, a hundred percent proof of making it work because there mm-hmm. are, a, you know, it's a, a couple of times I don't find out, you know, but the yeah. teachers, you know, it's a small, a small college. So I have great relationships with the teachers. They'll text me, email me. We do grade sheets. I can say, Oh, what is this absence? You know? Mm-hmm. So 
it, it works, you know, has a few little cracks in it, but it works pretty good. <laughs> it is a true story. When I was in junior college, our coach was stickler on being on time. You could not be late to practice or that person had to run, you know, whatever. Right. And I remember there was four of us in our apartment. I was one of them that slept in. So it was me and the other roommate slept in. The other two went to practice. Well, that way at 6 a.m. practice. Oh. And the other two go to practice without us. And, you know, we, you know, we wake up at, you know, six o'clock, six, whatever time we wake up at and we're, oh my gosh, they left us. So, you know, we get there. Our coach not only made us run, the, you know, the two offendees, <laughs> he made the, my two roommates run too. Like, no, 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 you guys left them. Come on. You guys are running too. So let's go. See, I mean, it, it works though. I'm telling you, they, uh, and the, you know, most of the time, most of the time, they don't want uh, their teammates mad at them. So they, mm-hmm. that gives them that extra push to like, we don't, they don't want to be the reason that their teammates yeah. are punished. So for sure. All right. So I have no idea. I heard, I heard this, this story as well. I'm going <laughs> to see if you can, you can verify it as well. Okay. So Taylor Sullivan, I heard that one year at nationals, you're talking to someone and they didn't feel comfortable throwing like their full, maybe like a two to full or one, like something like one specific pass. They didn't feel comfortable, you know, twisting and you go, Hey, you know, don't worry about it. And it's not Taylor. You're talking to some random person. Don't worry about it. Just throw a tuck. You know, we got the numbers. We'll be fine. (laughs) Throw the tuck. And I hear that Taylor overheard that and just decided to throw all tucks the entire routine. Do you know any truth to that? (laughs) Taylor did throw all tucks the whole routine. Now, whether or not it was because he overheard me, I'm going to say that's a, I mean, obviously as a coach, we all know that hitting is very important. So yes, I would definitely tell someone, well, first of all, I would hope that I would not have something in the routine that was questionable at that moment that we're in Daytona. So I was, (laughs) I'm going to say that he didn't overhear me Mm -hmm. say that he just, uh, he did do all tucks. Now the next year, I think my memory's not that great. I think I made him do all tucks because we had won or something mm-hmm. maybe that year. And I was like, well, you know, maybe that, cause we're very superstitious around yeah. here. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, I think Taylor's trying to, to, um, take off a little bit of the pressure on the fact that he just didn't throw his tumbling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, he Every tuck, like no standing full, no wonderful. Like I'm just going to go straight tucks guys. Don't worry about me. We're good. That's funny. That's funny. All right. So I'm expecting a hard no on this next Uh question. I'm expecting the hardest no ever. I'm not even offended. Um, (laughs) Can you please tell me what FIO FMU means? Oh, Jason. Now, you know, better. (laughs) Of course, I can't tell you that. And you know, you yeah, know, these I guys. know. This yeah. actually, this, here's my real question. My real question Does your husband know what it means? <laughs> yes, he does. Monica, Ashley does not know what LCLM means. I'm married to the game, <laughs> won't tell her. But you know what? Ash was Ashley right by your side your entire LCLM career? You're, uh, you, you make a valid point. She was not. Yeah. I mean, the, the family has endured every hardship yeah. <laughs> that I have endured. They have earned the right yeah. to know. <laughs> yeah. Very good. good stuff. I actually wonder, I wonder, because, you know, there's some people who will say what their letters mean in a second. They don't care. They have zero 
cares? There's yeah. yeah, here you go, whatever, no loyalties. Um, and you know, obviously I never told her like when we were dating, you know, and it really hasn't come up since then. And I was thinking about the other day, I was like, I wonder, I mean, surely people have told their significant others what it means by now, you know, like people who like never told anyone in college. Um, so maybe if she asked me one day, I guess I'll tell her now, but I, you know, I, she still doesn't know I have it tattooed, but it's not like hanging up in my office. It's like, it's not like you see it every Correct. day. Like, you know, in college, it was like every day people were asking you. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's not like it's a, people see it all the time. So yeah. All right. You know, you're going to tell your woman if she asks you now yeah. that you're married. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'll tell you now it's, it's been about six years or however long it's been now. Okay, Monica, I have been wanting to ask you this question for about 15 years now. Oh my goodness. There's a real question. Okay. All right. <laughs> She's nervous. Okay, I'm going to set it up. My first year at SFA, Trinity Valley came and practiced with us. This is the 05, 06 season. Trinity Valley okay. comes and practices with us uh, during spring break. Very upset uh -huh. we never got a Navarro um, guest <laughs> appearance. But they practice with us at spring break. And I'm like, whoa, these guys are good. These guys are really good. Um, they were better than I expected to be. And um, they go, they go to nationals that year. They hit after day one and they have the highest score of the competition, not just the division, but the competition. They hit on day two. There's a, the 06 season. I'm hoping you remember this, this season specifically. They hit day two. You guys hit. I, I didn't personally think it was y'all's best routine. But you guys were the victors that season. 15 years later, who was the best team that day? Monica, can you, can you, I want to hear you say it. I mean, honestly, Jason, I don't even remember what routine that was. Oh my gosh. Oh, six. Can you, golly. Um, I mean, Guy Burkett was on the team. He was point jump. Oh sure my God. Jump. And he did a jump off camera. Yes, yes, exactly. Now you hear it, people. <laughs> yes. And I, mean, I think the two to fulls were off as well. I remember. Okay. So I think the two to fulls were supposed to be a rip. Something was supposed to oh, be a ripple. Okay. I think it was a ripple, but two kids went together. I think that's what it was. Maybe. Cause we had a few timing issues. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't even tell you what Trinity Valley's routine looked like, to be honest with you. I mean, here's the thing. Greatest routine I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Honestly, I've been coaching for so many years that I can't even like everything kind of runs together. Yeah, and sure. I'm like, what year were you on the team? Cause I, you know, yeah, I remember, no. you know, uh, and then I'm not very, like, I don't really, and this might be surprising, but I don't really focus on Trinity Valley. Yeah. Like that. Like I focus on what, like I remember our mistakes, but yeah. I don't remember anything about their routine. Um, now, if I went back and saw it, I might would go, oh, yeah, I remember oh, that routine. I'll, I'll tell you, this may or may not jog your memory. It was the still confused shirts at camp the next year. Or not still confused, the confused us too. Oh, because they thought they should have won. Yeah. They did some tacky shirts for camp. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about. Um. You know, I don't remember what they were. I wish I could tell you that I remember that year. I do yeah. remember Guy Burkett being off count on his TOEFL. <laughs> and if I went back and watched, I, I can't even remember what was in that routine. Um, but honestly, I don't remember theirs at all. 
right. I'm sorry, yeah. but that's Andre just, I don't, I, you know, the good thing about not focusing on your competition is you have all of your energy to focus on your own true. team. And, you know, I like to be good sports. I like to be, I like to have a good relationship. And I think we had a little bit of a, you know, I, there was a rocky time with some of yeah. the coaches that were, you know, I don't remember who coached that year. Do you know? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Whoever was in, bet- uh, Lucy might've still been there. So, yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay positive. It had to have been, to have been Lucy. I'm right? just staying positive and saying that I like to have good relationships with, yeah. you know, the competition. So I don't like to go down that road of bitterness and, and, and stuff like that. And there were some rocky times with that coaching staff that, I definitely felt like mm-hmm. we were not able to have a yeah. interaction like I am now where I can just, mm-hmm. you know, I can call Chris Franklin and we can discuss problems we're having. We can text each other. Yeah. I get excited to see him. You know what I mean? Like I, I yeah, like that sure. kind of relationship because, you know, at the end of the day, we're all working hard. We're yeah. all busting our tails to go out there and put out a great routine. We all have a ton of pressure on our shoulders. And so I like for the environment to be positive and uplifting. Yeah, for and sure. And there were some rocky times. So honestly, I might not have even watched their routine, to be yeah. honest, because I just wanted to focus on me, myself, and I. There we but go. I, I'm, I wish I could remember it. And I'm, I wish I could tell you that whatever your answer is, if you thought that was, if they thought their routine was the best ever, but, uh, <laughs> I would say it was the best ever. ever. Um, <laughs> but I just remember, I, I, I really enjoyed that Trinity Valley routine. I thought oh, that was a really good routine. Um, and Andre and I used to argue about it all the time. Like, and, you know, we'd argue that that's all I remember guy being off and the, and the two to oh. like, it's hard because oh. Andre and I used to go back and forth about it all the time. So I'm like, so it's like this, this, I was like, I gotta ask Monica. I should have asked you sooner than 15 years later. Cause I know you how to ask me that year. Cause yeah. I, I would have had a much better perspective on it. Um, that year. So, um, yeah. I, I'm going to go look that up though. When we get done, I'm going to go look that up. Cause I, I have no recollection. I do it, except for the guy briquette, our yeah. timing. <laughs> they, were good, they were good that year. I don't remember their finals routine, but I remember they were good. I just remember. I remember the look because I remember watching awards and looking over and seeing like some of their athletes like just total just stunned and I was like oh man and you know I'm gonna text you after this I'm gonna look it up if I can find it I'm gonna text you my thoughts on it (laughs) all right let me know okay so speaking of tacky shirts at camp (laughs) (laughs) just just in case you guys missed that Trinity Valley feels like they should have won that year. They come to camp the next year with, you know, confused us too, right? Confused. We should have won nationals. Um, now tacky shirts. I'm not saying this is tacky. I'm just saying it's a shirt. Was this a school sponsored shirt? Didn't you guys have a shirt that says our coach is hotter than yours? Oh my God. (laughs) The team, um, some of the kids on the team had a shirt made like that. And I actually made, yeah. Yeah, and I made them. <laughs> I think they, I think I made them send them back to the printer. I mean, because I was like, oh, it, it had a, um, 
I think I contributed to the rocky relationship. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. The kids had, they they had kids had a shirt made that I was like, Oh my God. I can't remember. You know how sometimes, um, who made the shirt? It wasn't a team shirt. It was like, it's probably maybe flop. the rookies made a shirt yeah. or the, you know what I mean? Or the vet, I don't mm-hmm. know. The vets made a shirt or yeah. something. And, uh, yeah, they definitely made that shirt. And I was like, well, y'all cannot wear that shirt. Yeah. That is. But yeah, they definitely had a shirt I'm like that. I'm telling you, we got to clear up all the rumors. I'm like, I'm hearing all these things. I'm like, y'all got to ask Monica about all these things today. Do you think that I would go and design a <laughs> shirt that said our coach is hotter than yours? <laughs> just hotter than no. Love, hey, y'all wearing it today. We're wearing it on day two. We actually, <laughs> I had heard about that. And this is when Brad was coaching us. You know, Brad's a little bigger of a guy, right? And we <laughs> wanted to get a shirt that said, my coach is fatter than yours. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, you know, we're college kids. It's what we do. Yeah, you um, college kids. Mm. All right. So let's go to nationals this year. So we um, you know, we dealt with this a lot. You know, when I was at CBU or when I was at CBU, we won four in a row, right? Mm-hmm. And year number three was like really hard. I remember that was like the hardest year. It was just, you know, at that time, people just thought it was automatic that we were going to win and you know I kind of felt like our work ethic you know we obviously weren't as hungry as we had been in the in yeah. the past especially like the first one second one right mm-hmm. um and you know and I still deal with it today with you know with you know teams that have success here at the the gym and I know that you deal with that but how was that multiplied like with the tv show like this it this, coming into this season like, did you have like a hard, like, did you feel like kids weren't working as hard as they could have been because of the success that, you know, this newfound, like new level fame? Yeah, no, I don't think so at all. I think if anything, we felt like we had more pressure on us mm-hmm. to, to work hard. Um, this year happened to be a really, really tough year for us. Um mm-hmm. But if we take it back to last year after the show came out, we were getting ready for Daytona. I feel like maybe we worked even harder before the pandemic yeah. shut us down because mm-hmm. I was so scared that all of the attention and all of the time that the the interviews, the time, because, you know, we did, we went to LA and then the next week, some of us went to New York and I told them I'm no longer going to travel because we have to focus on our team. We have mm-hmm. to focus on Daytona. So they were bringing all these people to us. And so, I mean, the hours that we were putting in was, when I say we, me, uh, because mm-hmm. I was doing multiple practices on top of so many interviews and stuff and that they were bringing to here, either it was mm-hmm. over the phone or through something like this, even though we weren't really Zooming much at that time. We yeah. still had, you know, stuff that I was doing like this. And then they physically brought people here. Uh, and then just the, the noise, just everything going on. It was a lot. And I was so worried that it would affect us that I yeah. made sure that we were working twice as hard. I mean, we yep. had done 25 full outs before, yeah. before we left for spring break, you yeah. know what I mean? So we could have competed right then if we yeah. needed yeah. to, uh, wouldn't have been our bet. I mean, we, we had more work to do, but you know, we were, we were working our tails off 
for sure. Never a second did anyone think, oh, we have this TV show. We don't have to work as hard. We worked harder. We were scared that it would be too much outside stuff going on that would affect us. So we tried to really put the blinders up and come in and work hard. So with that being said, that was our mentality. Now this year rolled around and we're in a pandemic. So we're already in a whole new set of circumstances. And then I had the opportunity to go to Dancing with the Stars, which Mm -hmm. was, you know, pulling at me because I have been a huge fan of Dancing with the Stars since season one. Mm -hmm. We had a pyramid that we called the Dancing with the Stars pyramid many, many years ago. So the kids have known I've always been a fan. So our, all of our sports got moved to the spring. So it kind of seemed like if I'm ever going to have this opportunity again, this is really, we don't have sports. So it's, you know, Mm -hmm. we're not cheering it in. Our schedule is going to be a lot less crazy. So I did do, you know, took the opportunity. Do I have regrets? I mean, yes, no, maybe, you know what I mean? Like, yes and no. Um, but the teams looked great when I got back, you know, Yeah. and, but the spring hit us really hard. Um, we had four days of practice. We, we had to quarantine when, mm-hmm. when the kids got back because of just protocol for the school, they mm-hmm. traveled in, they wanted them to not practice right when they got here, you know? So we, we didn't normally, we would be practicing the week before school started, but we didn't, we let them get here and, and have a few days apart. Um, the next week that started school was Martin Luther King holiday week. So we didn't have school that Monday. So we practiced four days and then I got COVID and one of the kids on the team got COVID. Yeah. She actually exposed me because, um, she was sick during practice and, but she assured me that it was just a stomach thing Mm -hmm. because she ate too much. And so, Mm -hmm. but I did, I mean, we were wearing masks. I had my mask on. I was very good at wearing my mask because Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure as the coach and the leader, I was being a good example. So, you know, if I, if I was in my office, I would have my mask off. But if you saw me walking around campus, I was following every rule. Uh, But I still got COVID from her. So because both of us had it, they quarantined our team for two weeks. So we are used to practicing a lot. We're used to practicing before school starts. We do two a days on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We have a hundred pyramid reps in before we even start choreo. You know what I mean? We, we have a system. Yeah. So we, we went into quarantine. Our morale was really low. Mm-hmm. Um, we had choreography the week that we got out of quarantine, we had choreography, didn't even have our pyramid finished. So we're really out of whack on how Mm -hmm. we normally do. So we came up and finished the last structure, like that Sunday night, I was allowed to come out of quarantine. We we did that. And Dalston came down that Monday. Well, we started our routine. We had an unusual snow day on that Thursday. So the school was closed. Dawson wasn't able to come back the next day because of the weather, the snow where he was, had gone home from. So we had, we missed that day. That weekend is when that incredibly once in a lifetime, crazy Texas storm happened. I don't know if you recall, but the entire state of Texas pretty much was shut down. We didn't have power at the college for three days. We were up here 
the college was closed all week. So not only had we had one day that we didn't have choreography the week, the week we were supposed to have it, Mm -hmm. we were shut down the entire next week. It, this, you know, like the coaches were in the cafeteria cooking with headlamps for the dorm students because the staff couldn't even drive to campus to cook and there was no electricity. We were just all trying to work together to get through the week to have the kids safe. You know, we weren't even worried about how are we going to practice? We were just trying to make it through this storm. I didn't have water at my house. I mean, you know, we were struggling. So, um, so then we have that week and we get out of that and we get, finally get Dalston back and finish our routine. And we're just really out of sorts of what our normal. And I'm, I'm a, I like structure. I like consistency. Yep. I was still struggling. I had never been so sick in my life with COVID. I didn't get out of bed for seven days. I yeah. am still not, I still can't taste and smell a hundred percent. Um, you know, it really hit me hard. So, um, and then we were just, you know, we're, we've been hit in the media quite a bit you know, from things. And so we were, we were just really struggling, but it never affected our work ethic. Yeah. Every single battle, every single hurdle never affected our work ethic. And, you know, so never have we, we we were just trying to overcome the things thrown at us. We weren't worried about outside. You know what I mean? We were just trying to survive and the circumstances thrown at us, but I, I, you know, I prayed a lot and I, I felt like God was just kind of carrying me through because the team looked amazing. Yeah. The team worked their tails off. We put in the work. We struggled a lot. Uh, just like I said, overcoming all these things thrown at us. And I don't regret anything. Yes, we got yeah. second place. But I cannot look back and go, you know what? We didn't work hard enough Mm -hmm. because we did. We did everything we needed to, to prepare for that competition. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that we had a mistake that we Mm -hmm. didn't put our best foot forward because I thought the routine was a beautiful routine. Yeah. And even with the small mistake that we had, I still thought they looked pretty dang amazing at finals. You know what I mean? so what they did they give you did you get a deduction or they just like take technique off? Oh, they took technique off and they gave us a stunt fall deduction. They gave you a stunt fall. Absolutely oh, did. Yeah, I didn't even so I remember I watched it obviously yeah. and I saw something happen. But I was like, I was like, something happened that was off. I'm not sure what it was, but something was off over there. And then um I mean, I never went back and like looked at score sheets. I could just I was like, well, something happened that wasn't supposed to happen. I just know my eye looks, you know, yeah. weird, right? Yeah. And um I wasn't sure. Yeah, a lot of people didn't even see it. They had no yeah. idea that there was a mistake because it was during mm-hmm. a dismount, a transition, you know, yeah. but they counted it as a stunt fall. And we had uh our stunt scores went down, our technique scores went down, yeah. and we had a 0.75 deduction. Crazy. So we got Man. deemed all over the place. And our yeah. Yeah. It was a lot, but you know, I still can't have any regrets. Sometimes you question and you, you will know this as a coach, like it doesn't feel good when you don't agree with a score sheet, whether you get first place, second place, third, whatever, you know, you just want to feel like you were rewarded where you should have been mm-hmm. and whatever happens happens, you know? So obviously, yeah, there, you know, things that make that I could go, Oh, this, that, or whatnot. But at the end of the day, we didn't do our job. 
Yeah. And I'm, I have no regrets because that team was so consistent and yeah. so prepared and we worked our butts off. So, you know, yeah. I can't, I, you know, I had to bring, I had, to, I was sad. I mean, you know, it hurt, and but I've closed it. I've had closure on it moving mm-hmm. forward and whatnot. And I don't feel like we didn't do our job at yeah. home because we certainly did. Well, I'll tell you, I saw the uh, routine. I'm not sure if you guys performed on Easter or if you just like posted it on Easter, but we that, did a, that, we did a little private show off yeah. just like people at the school. And that routine yeah. was phenomenal. I, you know, again, on Instagram. Uh, oh, and I, I couldn't believe, you know, I'm like, how can they get any better? Right. Like <laughs> the routine was so phenomenal. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what are they doing out there? Like these guys are just so good. Like I, yeah, it was a phenomenal routine. Like, honestly, it was so good. Thank you. Of course. All right. Um, let's get, let's see what else we got going on here. Um, Monica, for real. What's up with college cheerleading? Like, I think that you guys are thriving. I think the Valley looks great. Um, you know, Weaver looks good. I, I, I don't know if I can say that about every division and, you know, and even the junior college division, even though you two are thriving. Um, you know, it's just the two of you guys, right? Um, so, you know, what's going on with college cheerleading? You know, <laughs> it's so funny because, <clears throat> you know, after the show came out, people that are not in the cheer community or the cheer world or have any knowledge of college, NCA mm-hmm. college nationals, they're like, y'all compete against one team. Y'all are nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why are you, why are you proud of that? You're going to get first or second. You know what I mean? All this hate. They don't understand. We, we still like, even if you tell them like, well, we had the highest score of the entire competition five years in a row, Mm -hmm. but you're only, you know, they don't understand that. They don't understand that at, at all. And the thing about it is, is you, you, you know, just as well as, as I do that once they created the intermediate divisions, all of the, divisions as we knew it back in our day Mm -hmm. just your basic divisions based on what kind of school you were at those started dwindling Mm -hmm. and I can't blame a coach because I would want to compete in a division that I could compete in you know I would want to and that was safe for me to compete in if I didn't have the people that could throw these skills I wouldn't want to just frantically try to push something on them that they weren't capable of doing yet. They didn't have the experience or, you know, so it makes sense that you have different, you know, divisions for lower level skills. Um, You know, I think there's always that, you know, question that people tend to kind of go back and forth about is, you know, well, it's college though. Should you have different levels, you know, or, at college, that's really what yeah. all-stars for and stuff like that. And I get that too, because what it has done, it has ruined our ability to compete against multiple teams, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, yeah. because, um, you know, nobody wanted to compete against teams that are scoring some of the highest scores in the, yeah. in the competition. And I get it. I wouldn't either, you know, yeah, for sure. I would want to go into a division that I, that I could be successful in, but if you look at if you look at all the divisions, even this year, Division Two, like SFA, they mm-hmm. took they took themselves out of the equation. Yeah, they went small co-ed, you know, 
And I think all girl is intermediate. Is that right? I don't know. Maybe yeah, they yeah. go back and forth a little bit. You know, it's you different. Know? Yeah. yeah. It, someone's posted, hey, here's co-ed's performance. And you know, usually when we say co-ed, it's large co-ed. And yeah. I'm like, I even know we're small co-ed now. I even know yeah. that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, the divisions have just kind of, they're really strange now. Like in division two, there were only two teams. You know, n- now we have other, p- other another division with only two teams. Yeah. Division two, we, it was Sam Houston and, and Weaver. That was it. Yeah. You know? Um, so you look at the division one, a teams, it's, yeah. it's dwindled down to those top teams. So I definitely think it's because they added the intermediate and, and a lot of, or, and the game day, they added game day a few day, a few yeah. years ago. So with those additional divisions has, has come you know, the situation that we're in where we don't compete against anybody, but Trinity Valley yet that I I don't think anyone, anyone that has knowledge in cheerleading knows that you're still looking at some of the best of the best. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but regular people don't understand that. So they, so whereas my whole goal in doing a documentary was to give some respect to cheerleading, Mm -hmm. then there's those people that, that still like you don't compete against anybody. I'm like, well, yeah, true ish. <laughs> yeah, but you know, come look at the come look at the level that we're competing yeah. at. You know, yeah, for sure. And you know, and it, it doesn't matter. They can throw Kilgore, and you're you don't have to confirm this. Don't <laughs> you're trying to keep good relationships with people? But you can throw Kilgore and TJC, and I don't know what Weatherford was good one year. They were, um, but, they were but you know, you can you can throw those guys back in there, and it's still going to be you know, one, two, Navarro and Trinity Valley. Right. Um, but you know, I just, it's crazy to, um, and even, even the divisions dwindling, I feel like the, the talent isn't, is what it not again, not you guys, not the Valley, not Weber, you know, Sam Houston's good, but the talent really at the, the rest of these, um, schools, isn't what it used to to be and I don't want to be the old guy like get off my grass you know but you know you, I remember going when I was in junior college I bought a ticket to NC or my parents bought me a ticket to NCA um, or a plane ticket to Daytona so I can watch remember I remember I had my camcorder and I'm filming everything you know and I'm just like this is the greatest thing I've ever seen and so I'm hoping uh, you know I don't know what cheer can do because I think you're right with intermediate intermediate has given a lot of people the because I, if I had a coach at a junior college today, I would not go and I would not compete against you. I'm like, guys, it's going to take us a little bit of time. I got so y'all got to start tumbling. You see these boys, you see these girls. Yeah, this is crazy. So, but yeah, the opportunity not to compete against some of these upper echelon teams, you know, so I don't know. I don't know how we fix that. So yeah, I don't know how you do either, because I do think that when you do have to compete against those teams, you do push yourself at a whole different level, you know, I mean, we don't work our butts off because Trinity Valley is not good. You know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, we work our butts off because we respect them enough to know that that's what we have to do. Yeah. Great. You know, it's my, I wrote a blog a couple of years ago. I never actually posted it. It's in the archives somewhere, but I wrote a blog about how it's the greatest rivalry in cheerleading. Navarro Trinity Valley. I was, and I, yeah, I wrote this. So it's like, you know, it's my phone somewhere, but I remember just like, it is, it's honest, it's the big question, like everyone wants to know, you know, because both teams have such talented athletes, 
all those talented athletes go out to all these other places and then they end up being in other prominent positions in the industry. So everyone is like tied in and wants to know who won, like who won this year? Like that's what everyone wants. Like, Hey, who won this year? And it's like the biggest question, like at nationals, um, the value, you know, there or whatever. So crazy. All right. What's your favorite show besides cheer on Netflix or just in general, what's your favorite show right now? Oh my goodness. You know, I don't really watch a lot of TV just because my, my schedule is usually crazy. So yeah. in a normal year, I'm going to say, let's just forget about the pandemic. Cause I did watch stuff. I watched some things when I had COVID too, cause I literally couldn't get out of bed. I was so weak, yeah. but, um, but in a normal year, I don't really watch a lot of TV because, you know, we have in the fall, volleyball, soccer, basketball, football, and it's constant, you know, and then my kids are now adults, but back in the day, I was, if I wasn't at a Navarro event, I was watching my own kids. And so mm-hmm. if I didn't DVR it and where I could watch it later, it wasn't happening. I didn't watch yeah. it. So my DVR shows that I watch, I love reality shows, American Idol and The Voice, um, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. Yes, I'm, I watched that, <laughs> that trash. I watch it. <laughs> uh, so um, but that's, you know, those are really the only con- American, American Idol and the voice. Those are the two consistent yeah. because I actually haven't even watched the bachelor or the bachelorette in, a, in about a year, just because my schedule, but those are the two shows I would say I've most consistently watched on Netflix. I, uh, what is that show called? Um, where the guy kills people. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is that show? It's had two seasons. We're all waiting for season three to come out. What is that show? Dad gummit. It's a, you know what I'm talking about? Surely you've yeah. seen it. Like the biggest talk we was, that was that, that shows I'll watch that again whenever it comes out, All but right. I just don't watch a lot of consistent TV because I just am always going, going at practice. Yeah. Yeah. You got things to do. You could be watching TV. I got things to do. For sure. So. All right. Yeah. Um, what needs to start, stop and change in the industry? Oh my goodness. Um, well, you know, here's the thing. I stay in my college bubble quite a bit. So I don't really get out involved in the all-star industry too much, but I know there's a lot of turmoil, Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff going on, a lot of people unhappy. Um, so I, I don't even know the details enough because I'm not involved in it to know what should stop, change, start, you know, in in that big picture of things. Cause I think the industry, a big part of the industry is all-star, right? I mean, college has its own little nook right over here. Um, and that's the lane I stay in. So that's the lane I know that's the lane I Mm -hmm. stay in. I don't like drama. I don't like to be involved in the, this part of it, but, um, you know, I think in the industry in general, we need to keep 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 it cost effective to where people can continue to be in it because it is expensive. Yeah. And you know, I'm at a junior college, so I see these kids come in that don't have a lot sometimes, yeah. you know. So the fact that they're even here 
to me is a miracle. And I'm grateful for those gyms that have given scholarships to some of these people that have allowed them to come up in cheerleading and not have to pay too much. But um, I don't even know how you do that because the economy is crazy, you know, like it just costs a lot of money. Uh, You know, I I, I don't even want to talk about the controversial things as, as far as the business part of it. But I think education to the kids on, and I think they are doing, they are starting to do that. I I just renewed my USA cheer back. The last time I did it was Mm -hmm. ACA. So there was a lot, a lot more courses that I had to sit through and watch, which I think some of the, the athletes also, um, do too. So I think that's great that the more we can educate the kids to get rid of some of the problems where with the sexual abuse and, uh, just abusive situations in general, because obviously we want to protect the kids that are in the industry um, and whatnot. So I, I do think we're in the right direction um, yep. to continue to improve, to continue to learn, to continue to educate. And that's for me too, because I've learned a lot with my own situation. And that's the big, big goal of ours is educate, 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 because Honestly, that's all I personally as a college coach can do. I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? We're not, I'm not coaching in the all-star world where there's minors and stuff, but I am coaching these young adults that do interact with minors. Mm -hmm. So I can provide education and I'm going to, we are working on that actually right now on, you know, things that we want to implement here to educate young college kids on a whole bunch of different things just to do a better job here personally. So start, stop and keep. Is that what you said? Start, stop and change, but you know, it can be whatever whatever you want. Yeah. Start. So I think definitely start educating more, but we are doing it. So continue, I'll use the word continue educating more. And you know, the unfortunate thing is that sometimes we only learn about the things we need to do when bad things happen. And so because of the situations I've personally been in, um, my main goal is to really try to educate as much as I can. And I think the cheer, the cheer industry is doing that too. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe not fast enough for what some people want, but at least the conversations are on the table and some of the like I said, I've seen changes in, you know, the content of what, because sometimes the kids don't, and now I'm going back all-star really industry, not college, but from what I can tell, you know, like sometimes younger kids don't know what's, what they are seeing as right and wrong, unless they're educated on it too. We as adults should know better, but obviously we don't because there are people, you know, in the, in the industry that are, you know, yeah. <laughs> that don't need to be. Um, but I think educating the kids too to have their eyes open, eyes and ears yeah. open, and to feel comfortable enough to speak up if something's going on, you know. Um, I mean, there's a thousand other things, industry score sheets. We need, you know, there's <laughs> things we can do better. You know, um, there's things we can do better. So but but you know, like I said, it's an it's just like me with coaching. Every year I learn. I've, yeah. I've come a long way since I was 22 years old. Do I think that I'm where I need to stop learning? Absolutely not. Life, you know, 
always, you're always going to be learning. The industry is yeah. always going to be changing. You have to keep up. We need to do better as people and as a society. And we learn, I mean, even look at it right now, technology, who would have thought yeah. 15 years ago that I would need to be worried about things called social media, you know, that just mm-hmm. wasn't in the picture. So I didn't go through a college course that taught me how to coach kids on social media. I didn't do yeah. that. I'm learning by trial and error. So, and I think the industry in general, we are learning as we go. They Things are popping up and we're like, how are we going to, you know, how are we going to address this? Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. technology, it surpasses our our experience and our knowledge way faster than we can keep up. Don't you think? Uh, Don't you uh, agree? No, a hundred percent. A hundred. I had a podcast at Dan Cotton on um, a few podcasts ago, whoever it was, but we were talking about this exact thing. He's a, he owns a gym and he's a police officer and he really specializes in, in this. Right. And so we talked about different ways that you can, that parents can help protect their athletes from social media and their phones and all those things. And, you know, it's the same exact thing that he's talking about that these there's new things happening every single day that we can't keep up with. So here's, you know, here's what we know today, but you know, who knows what we're going to be dealing with tomorrow, you know, and, and the kids are getting smarter than their parents as far as technology and hiding things, you know? So yeah, it's, it's just a crazy world that we live in with, all of, you know, as good as technology is, it definitely has its, it's downside. Absolutely. And I mean, I don't even know, like I'm old school. So, you know, the kids are, they'll say something will happen. And I'm like, what does that mean? And then they laugh at me because I don't know. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know what that means. And so they have to educate me, which is not always good, you know, but (laughs) so I don't, you know, I didn't, I've never been on a, an, I've never been on an app where I was looking for a significant other because I've been married for so long. So I don't even know the ins and outs of how that, you know, so, so I have to bring in people that can educate them besides Mm -hmm. myself, because I don't, I don't have the knowledge to do that. So we are looking for resources on education, education, education. And, you know, unfortunately, a a lot of the people in the industry are, my age, your age, we didn't mm-hmm. grow up in this world. So yeah, we have to, we have to find ways to, to fix it. hundred percent. To do better. hundred percent. All right, Monica, there's only a few more questions here. Only a couple more. Um, what myth rumor or narrative do you want to debunk right now? I know we've, we debunked a lot of them or cleared up a lot, but what rumor myth or narrative do you want to debunk right now? Oh my gosh, that's a that's a broad question. <laughs> that's a broad question. There's so many. I mean, like I said, you hear things about yourself and I'm like, what? I mean, you know, I think I mean, I could really touch on so many things, but I've been really, you know, you know, since the show came out, I've taken a lot of hits in the news and articles and you name it. I've taken a beating, you know, and I think the thing is, you know, I, I've put my entire life into this program. I do everything I possibly can to help these kids. I, you know, my heart is, is in the right place, whether I say a wrong thing or do a wrong thing. Um, 
you know, my number one goal is to help these kids become successful adults, uh, successful careers, the ability, just like I said, learning accountability and just things that can teach them to be better people, better adults, better employees, anything that's going to help them in life. And, you know, a lot of people watch the show that don't know me, that don't know cheer or anything. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it, you know, yes, of course there's editing. And you know, the, the fact of the matter is, yes, I have a resting bitch face. Yes, I do. You know what I mean? So I'm very serious. Like I'm just mm-hmm. a serious person most of the time. Yeah. I can, you know, cut up with them some and whatnot. And that's, that's all fun and games, but, it'll, but the, for the most part, I'm serious. I'm always thinking I'm very business-minded and I'm focused, but you know, I also tell the kids like, this is my thinking face. Don't be scared of it. You're come up and talk to me about anything. I have an open door policy. So I think people can like interpret, interpret who you are just based on six hours of a show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've got articles saying that I was a, that I was crazy, that I was mentally abusing yeah. these kids, that I picked out kids <laughs> This is the crazy, like, like that I picked out kids that came from bad home life so that I could mold them into what I wanted them to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm looking for a two to full full. You just happen to have <laughs> yeah. a rough life and I want to help you out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like what? It was just some of these crazy stories. And then, you know, when the Jerry Harris thing came out, like people making up like the that I for somehow, somehow had some kind of responsibility in this Mm or, uh, allowed it, or, you know, just, you know, they have no idea the heartbreak, the, what we, it's just, you just, you're, you're a target at all times and you're not allowed to have feelings. You're not allowed to hurt. You're not allowed to, you know, it's, it's very different when you're in the public you know, I and yeah. and people judge you on everything. I, I have had to have very thick skin uh, and I've gotten to where I just don't even read like mm-hmm. a lot of stuff because I'm like, why? Because I want to keep my mind positive and I want to keep um, my mental health good. And it's yeah, not for good sure. for your mental health to read things yeah, about yeah. yourself that are absolutely sure. 100% not true, you know? So you know, I mean, I think that I, I just said a lot. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. You, you, the reason why I do the podcast is for therapy for me. Cause I like to, you know, it's mostly just me talking and I just get to say whatever's on my mind at the time. So I'm glad that you got to, you know, get some things, you know, feel free, talk all day. People, people are listening. They want to know like, dude, this is great. But no, it's a, you know, you know, I've had my hard times, you know, and I remember, let me say this. Um, I do a quote of the week at the end of every podcast. Here's my quote of the week and I'll do the quote of the week. And it's usually a quote that um, something has happened to me. And I just think of this quote and then I, you know, kind of elaborate on that story on the podcast. Right. So if you don't mind real quick, we're gonna do the quote of the week, but we're, I'm going to a little tie in. You'll see. So this week's quote of the week, is give people their flowers while you can, while they can still smell them, you know? And, um, you know, just to explain to everyone. I love that. that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We we usually wait. We have all these opportunities to give people their flowers and then we wait until it's too late for them to smell their funeral, (laughs) right? Yeah. 
And, um, and Monica, I have to give you your flowers right now. You have been, I mean, on the, you are class personified. You are wisdom and elegance wrapped into one. Um, I mean, you know, like it's, you know, we've known each other for 15 years and, you know, go from an athlete and then I start to coach and I'm in trouble at Sam Houston. And I, and you were like, you know, not that you were there for that, but you like saw that talk to me about it, you know? Um, and I remember that time, especially at that moment, like I felt like the world was caving in on me, you know, like I just felt like I had no one in my corner. Um, so one, thank you for, you know, being one of the people I felt what was in my corner. Right. Um, and then helped me kind of when I was at CBU, like, I remember calling you and being like, Monica, what do I do about these kids? Like, what do we do with this? And I'm like, Jason, you just, you got to put your business hat on, Jason. You need to let them know. <laughs> like, all right, business hat, here it comes. And, um, right. You were just there for me like that whole time. But, you know, back to like what you're saying, um, you know, like I felt, I can only imagine, right. Like everything that you had to go through with just, because for all the success that we see that you have, there's the equal amount of, of haters who and people just nitpick everything that you do. And you can't, you know, you can't do anything right now. Like, oh, well, she should have did this. I donated whatever to this. Well, should you, a hundred dollars, it should have been $500, right. You know, <laughs> you know, and just everything. But I mean, you honestly have always been a role model. Um, you've always been just, I, I, I gotta tell this, you made me look like the coolest coach in the world. It was right after the show, you know, the show's buzzing, everyone's watching and everything and the kids come into practice. And it's that same kid, Caden Svalverde I talked about earlier, comes into practice. He's like, Jason, have you seen, have you seen Netflix or have you seen um, Cheer or whatever? Blah, blah. I'm like, Cheer, come on. You, me and Monica go way back. We go way back. I was like, I can call her right now. Like, you won't call her as a group. You won't call her right now. It's like, I'll call, look at it. There's her number right here. I'll call her. Like, coach, you won't call her the bet. So I pick up the fight, just call, and I look over at the clock at 7.30 Cali time. I'm like, it's 9.30 in Texas, right? She's not gonna, she's, I was like, guys, she's not, not going to pick up. It's 9.30 in Texas. She's not picking up. And you pick up. And I'm like, yo, Monica, what's up? You made me look like the coolest oh coach my gosh, you're in so the sweet. entire world. Yeah, they were like, coach, call Monica at practice. And they're, yeah, they're so happy. Um, now I'm the coolest podcaster in the world because you're on the show right now. Oh my um, goodness. No, you are. And I'm going to keep going. You get more flowers. Oh my um, gosh. More flowers. This is, you know, true. I, you may or may not remember this, but you posted, um, you'd like just won your eighth national championship <laughs> and you have that, that photo of you with the fit, right? All eight rings <laughs> on. And I remember like, I leave a comment and I'm like one day, like that's going to be me one day. And, um, I think I didn't have the patience to wait until number eight, but I waited to like number six. And I, you know, I do the same picture. And I'm like, yo, I'm just trying to be Monica up in here. Like, this is like, I told you I'm going to be Monica one day. Now I got to get a, net, a Netflix show. You have set the bar really high for me, but you've just been great. You're awesome. And, you know, I, I can't thank you enough for being uh, again, a leader and inspiration to hundreds, thousands, maybe even a million at this point. And, um, you know, you're, you're honestly just the best. So, you know, shake those haters off, stay focused, thank you know, you. do you. No, thank you. It, it feels good to hear that because like I said, you can get really beat up in this, 
day and age of social media where people are, you know, on a keyboard, just saying whatever. And so I'm, I'm pretty good about keeping my mental health good. So I yeah. do not read a lot of that, but it is good to hear the good stuff because I know there's, you know, I have, I do read the bad stuff sometimes and I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. people don't know me. They don't know me. So it feels good yeah. to hear some from someone that does know me. Yeah, for sure. No, you're the, the best. It's can't even, <laughs> you can't even question that. All Thank right. You. Two more. What's up? What's, what's this app about? What app do we have going on? Okay, so um, we teamed up with an app developer. It's we're it, it's going to be the John Madden of cheerleading. Okay, that's yeah, what that's the go. goal. Uh, been working on it really hard for the past year. Uh, our app team has worked so hard in developing it. I mean, we actually had you know those motion capture suits. We put some of the kids in them to do the tumbling, the stunting, and jumps. And I mean, we have a you know, we still have a long way to go, but it's very cool. We just added where, have you even seen it at all? So you even know what I'm talking about? I, I've seen, well, I haven't like downloaded, but I've seen yeah. like okay, cheerleaders so, on a mat. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you basically can, I mean, there's multiple things to it, but the, the competition part is you can like choreograph a routine and then you can mm-hmm. compete. Like if you choreographed a routine and I did, we can compete it against each other. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so we just added where, and it, you know, like I said, there are some limitations right now because we don't have all the skills in there. We don't have basket tosses. It's just mm-hmm. a little bit trickier to get to that point. Um, but we are going to go 3d in a couple of months. And so it's going to open up a whole new, um, level of like formations and stuff that we can do yeah. with the, with the app. But, um, we just added where your team doesn't always hit. So now that's got like a built-in formula based on certain things like, you know, your stunt could fall, mm-hmm. your tumbling could bust, which to me, I've been waiting for that. Cause to me, that's the, that's when you're watching. That's yeah. how we watch a routine, like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, so, um, we are, we have a lot of great, we're about to do a huge, we just kind of do a soft launch. That's really all mm-hmm. we've done so far to get feedback and to, you know, make sure it was working correctly. They've been working really hard to tweak the things that we have, you know, wanted them to tweak. And then, like I said, we're about to go 3d and then hopefully add a whole bunch of more choreography options into the app. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just, it gets better and better every day. So I'm excited yeah. to see where it's going to go. It should be a lot of fun for, you know, kids to be able to, even, you know, if you don't have a cheer background at all, now you can, you know, feel like you're participating in, in cheerleading. Yeah. All right. What's the name of the app? Cheer official. Cheer official. All right. Yeah. And so it's not available yet. No, it is. It's available oh, in the okay, app store. So, okay, it's so available it. on uh, for Apple and Android. So we we released Android not long ago, uh, and then like I said, now we're just about to take off and and hit that. It's in like two point five D right now, but we're about yeah. to you know put it in three D, and then we've got like some avatars coming out that yeah, are some yeah. some of the cheer names in the world and stuff that you can get and have on your team. So it's it's going to be a lot of fun. There we go. That's super cool. Yeah. All right. Last question, Monica. So we have cheer official app that's available on the app store right now. They can go get it. Um, And where can people, you know, follow you, follow the cheer program at? I know everyone already knows, but won't tell them anyway. Yeah. So obviously we have Instagram. Um, We have Twitter. We haven't really been on that much because Twitter 
Twitter world's crazy. I don't, yeah, have, a, I don't have a, a little, Twitter anymore. Yeah, I'm not on yeah, it. It's, it's a little bit negative. So just trying to debate how we want to, you know, interact on that platform. Uh, but obviously I have Monica Aldama um, Instagram or Navarro underscore college underscore cheer. Uh, that's our cheer Instagram. So uh, we're about to get back serious on our cheer. Our cheer Instagrams had a little falling off just because of uh, the like I said, we were just really trying to survive this semester with all the pandemic hurdles we were going through and the weather and everything. So, um, yeah, we're about to get back to posting everything and getting our getting our life figured out again to get back to normal and getting our clinics back on schedule. Um, when is this podcast going to air? Uh, probably. Let me check the actual date. Yeah, let's see. The date will probably be. What, on the 13th of July, July 13th. Okay, so we, and we just hired a new assistant coach and I didn't want to say his name <laughs> if, if it was going to like, you know, because I haven't actually made this announcement yet. But um, Dustin, the official. this is it. This is, I'm telling you right now, Dustin Velasquez is going to be our new assistant coach. Oh, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. So he and Shannon are moving to Corsicana. Yep. Crazy. <laughs> Yep. So he was, he cheered here. He and Shannon both cheered here back in 2014, 15 and went on to Moorhead State, cheered there, graduated from there. And Dustin was on Team USA. So we're really excited to have his knowledge and talent here. There we go. Maybe one of these days you're hire your boy. I'll come out there. Well, you gotta, you gotta reach out. Come on. Yeah, now. I know. Move course Canada. Let's go. How far are we from Dallas? <laughs> Not far. All right. All right. Monica, thank you so much for joining us. You're the best and you're truly welcome back anytime. Yeah, I would love to come back. And and I have been a fan of yours since I met you. You know, I love you so much. So thank you for having me and I hope to see you in person soon. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. We'll be in, um, I know you'd be in Daytona. We'll be in Dallas for All-Star Nationals. Possibly, yeah. Could be there. You, for might, you might be judging. Yeah, who knows? You might be doing the. I don't know. Tumble, I did that a that year ago. Yeah. That, yeah, I don't know if I want to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know. Point your toes, kids. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, maybe I'll make it out to Daytona this year. We'll see. Awesome. All right. Awesome. It's been real. Yeah, thank you. Again, another huge shout out to Monica. Thank you so much for joining us on the program. I had such a good time. I hope that you guys at home had a great time listening. So shout out to you guys for sticking all the way through to the end. And if you did, definitely don't forget to smash that like button. Definitely subscribe to this channel so you do not miss an episode of Let's Talk Cheer. And real quick, want to give a shout out to everyone giving us five-star ratings and reviews on the podcast. So we're going to read another one out this week. Here we go. This one is from HJD012381. That kind of sounds like it's a birthday, right? What was that? January 23rd, 1981. All right. So awesome, knowledgeable. I have enjoyed listening to this podcast. This is the first one I have ever listened to all the way through. Getting to hear a coach slash director's thoughts on things in addition to a parent's thoughts has been so nice. My daughter is beginning her third season of All-Star Cheer. I, however, was a sister of a cheerleader for 12 years, so it's not new to me, just a new role as a parent. 
Keep up the great podcast. We definitely will. And if you want to hear your review read out loud, go ahead and leave one. And we might be shouting yours out next week. Love you guys. Five, six, seven, eight. We're out.